Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The NFL Draft starts Thursday night. It is completely virtual this year because of the very serious pandemic that's going on right now. I got the Hall of Famer Ray Dininger to help preview the draft and all the different aspects associated with it. Uh, Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us. First things first, before we get into what the Eagles may or may not do, I'm really curious about your thoughts on the virtual aspect of the draft. Um, It's obviously happening for safety reasons. It's the only way that this draft could go on as scheduled. What do you think about having it virtual this year? Uh, Well, I think it'll it'll work, technically. I mean, they've already had a couple dry runs with it. The first one I heard was a little bumpy. The second one was better. Uh, But, I mean, they understand the importance of it. This is going to be one year where uh, normally you go into the draft and uh, the important people in your organization are your uh, general manager and your scouts and your area scouts that bring you your information. This year, the guys who are going to be equally important are your IT people <laughs> within the building, the people that are able to, to, to handle all of this video stuff because it's going to be a real challenge. I mean, they've never the NFL's drafted in all sorts of ways. I mean, they started way back, way back in the 30s, you know, with a, with a blackboard and chalk, and uh, they've moved ahead to where we had the event like in Philadelphia, which looked like a, a Mardi Gras, to now where we're all going to have to do the thing virtual and. This is one. This is one kind of draft that the NFL's never had before. So it's going to be all new, and uh, those techie people, the behind-the-scenes people that never got any credit in the past, are going to be key this uh, this week because they're going to have to keep this thing up and running. And they certainly deserve a lot of credit as as they always do, but especially this year. Ray, I I know that that you're very very big on your your draft preparations and getting up to date on all the different players that are going to be available for the teams to pick. How did the pandemic, if at all, uh, affect your preparation for the draft? Uh, well, it doesn't affect me as much as it affects the teams uh, and affects the players because um, this this uh, last couple of months here is normally a very intense time for the teams uh, and the players and their agents to travel around and have individual workouts with the teams and have their pro days where the 
you know, on a college campus, you know, six or seven guys that want to get drafted will have a workout and all the pro teams come in to see them. So there's all that individual sort of hands-on uh, evaluation that goes on that uh, helps teams really sort of fill out their, their profiles of all these players and get a better feel for who they are and what they're capable of doing. We don't have any of that uh, this year. Uh, there's been this, this lockdown now, so teams haven't been able to have the individual workouts. They haven't been able to bring guys in for that extra physical that they'd like to give them. So in a lot of respects, there's going to be uh, uh, a lot of void in terms of the knowledge that the teams have. And so this could be a, yeah, this could be a draft where there's a lot of swings and misses because teams aren't going to have quite as much information going into it. Um, I think it's going to be weighted heavily towards guys who were seniors as opposed to underclassmen. Uh, because one of the last uh, opportunities these uh, the pro teams had to evaluate these guys was the Senior Bowl, uh, when, uh, when they had that big all-star game in Mobile, Alabama, and they bring all the best seniors in, and they have a week of practice, and then they play a game. All the pro teams are there, and they get to interview the guys and evaluate them. But that's only available to the seniors. It's not available to the underclassmen. So the underclassmen didn't have that opportunity. Uh, it's also going to be very heavily weighted to the guys who went to the Combine, uh, because the pro teams got to evaluate them. But not every player is, goes to the combine, so there are a lot of guys that didn't. And in the past, you see a lot of guys get drafted who weren't combine players, but teams, they found them at pro days, they found them at individual workouts, they brought guys in. Well, you didn't have that now. So if you were an, uh, if you were an underclassman who declared and you came out and you didn't get invited to the combine, there's a really good chance, even if you're, if you're a pretty good player, that you're not going to get drafted because the pro teams haven't had the opportunity to evaluate you. And, and I guess another aspect, Ray, where, where they may be affected is getting to know a player personally. Now, there are still technical, tech, technological ways that a team can get to know a player. You know, Zoom, go to meeting, FaceTime, and stuff like that. But it, meeting somebody in person can also be different. How much do you think that getting to know a player personally is going to be affected by the limitations that were brought on this year? Certainly limited. Uh, I know that the, the agents, the agents that represent the players, uh, have done a lot of work in terms of getting um, getting their guys out there in a virtual way. Uh, they've been putting together reels and uh, and putting them up on the uh, on on sending them to teams where they've had uh, they've, they've simulated an individual workout where they've put their player through an individual workout on a field in a gym uh, and where they've had a guy sit down. Uh, and do a tape in terms of where he does sort of an interview. And the agents have been sending those around to the teams just so they have a little more information. Uh, I think the teams have had some hookups with some individual players where they've been able to interview them. Um, it, it varies from team to team. I mean, it varies from coach to coach. Some guys put a lot of stock in that. Some guys really put a lot of stock in the, you know, I need to sit across from a guy, I need to look him in the eye, I need to shake his hand kind of thing. Uh, and then there are other coaches that don't think, ah, these guys are all rehearsed. They've, they've practiced all their lines. You know, they just come in and they, it's just like they've been handed a script. So I don't really feel like I get a good feel for them. And it, it varies from case to case. Some coaches really believe in it. Some coaches don't think it's that important. Uh, but the one thing that doesn't change and the one thing that is out there and never lies is the college tape. It's, it's there for everybody. Uh, and I, I've always felt, I've always felt that's the, that's the truest measure of a player is just go back and get his tape from college and just watch him play. You know, don't worry about him running in and out of cones. Don't worry about his vertical leap. You know, don't worry about how many times he can lift a barbell. You know, just go back and look at the tape and see how he played. That's what you're going to ask him to do when he comes in. That's what you're going to pay him to do, and that's all out there. So that's where your preparation is, and 
you know, sometimes sometimes teams get so far away from that with all the with all the high tech stuff now that they sometimes I think misplace their their preparation with these guys and they get further away from the tape and they get more into the analytics aspect of it. You know, this year when the tape is all that you have to go on, really, you know, some teams may wind up uh, having a higher batting average in terms of picking players that can play than those that can't. Well, in the Eagles' case, they have eight picks. They got the 21st overall Thursday night. They have the 53rd overall in the second round, 103rd overall in the third. They got three-fourths, one-fifth, one-sixth. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, uh, a little bit over a day before the draft starts, and things can always change. But right now, Ray, where do you see the Eagles going uh, with their eight picks, what areas should they address? Wide receiver, for sure. I mean, that's that's where you should start. And, um, I mean, they should come away with at least two of them, maybe even three of them. I mean, I think the need there is that great. Uh, they could also use – they're still thin in their backfield. Um, you know, right now they've, uh, they've got Sanders and they've got uh, Boston Scott. And uh, that's about it in the backfield. So they probably could use a, a running back. Um and teams are always looking for, you know, they, they certainly need linebackers. I mean, you look at their linebackers right now. Um, I mean, if you look at their depth chart, if you look at their board right now, there's, their starting linebackers are Nate Gary, T.J. Edwards, and Duke Riley. So uh, they need linebackers too. I know we always talk about the fact that they don't draft them. They don't seem to value them. But you got to go get somebody. Uh, so I think linebacker as well. And then you always, uh, you're always looking uh, for offensive linemen. Uh, later in the draft, day three is a good day to go looking around for an offensive lineman who you think maybe he's not ready to play right now, uh, but he's got ability, he's got potential, and with good coaching we can develop him. You know, the Eagles' offensive line right now is, is pretty good, I mean, but the, it's got some age on it. And uh, I think that what they might want to do is maybe on day three in one of those later picks find themselves an offensive lineman that, you know, you don't, you're not counting on him to play this year, but you can bring him in and work with him for a year or so, and maybe by next year you'll be able to get him on the field. The first position you mentioned is, is wide receiver, and you noted that the, the Eagles could use more than one. Which wide receivers early in the draft do you like for the Eagles? Well, the one I've, I've liked the most uh, all along really is Henry Ruggs, who's the uh, wide receiver, the very fleet wide receiver from University of Alabama. Um, I think he's very good, and, and I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Eagles. Uh, fastest guy in the draft, but He's not just, I mean, we've all seen fast receivers come out in the draft, and a lot of them don't make it because what they are is they're track guys. They run fast, but they're not really football players. Um, the, good, the best part about Henry Ruggs is, he is he's track fast, but he's also a football player, uh, and he's got some size. Uh, you know, he's 5'11", he's 190 pounds, he's strong, uh, and he understands the game. I mean, he runs good routes, he catches the football, he's not afraid to take a hit. Uh, he can do all the things that you want a receiver to do, uh, but he does them extremely fast, and he's very versatile. Move around the offense, can play in the backfield, run sweeps, double reverses, all those kinds of plays. I mean, the guy that I have compared him to, and I think it's a pretty good comparison actually, is Tyreek Hill, who's a, you know a dynamic player and helped the Kansas City Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year. Um, Ruggs is almost the same size and has very much the same kind of skill set, and if anything, I think he has better hands. So I think he's I think he's the perfect guy. Uh, the only problem is the Eagles are sitting at 21, and I think it's very unlikely that Henry Ruggs gets to 21. So if if the Eagles want him, they're probably going to have to make a trade to go up and get him. And and that leads to my next question. Um, you know, when you look at your mock draft, your latest mock draft as of Wednesday morning, 
Uh, where do you see the Eagles going uh, round one? Who do you think they, they land with at 21? Or do you see them making a move to get a player like Henry Ruggs? Um, this is with no information. This is with no inside source or anything. This is just me sitting on the outside, looking at history and looking at the board. Uh, I think they're going to trade up. I do. I think they're going to trade up and get one of the receivers, one of the, one of the top three guys. I mean, my guy is Ruggs. Uh, but there's also Jerry Judy, who is his teammate at Alabama. Uh, and there's another really, really, in my, my mind, elite receiver is C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. They're the three best. They're, they're the three best wide receivers. It's a, it's a very good wide receiver draft. I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, but they're the three best. And I just think the Eagles, given their need and the fact that they haven't done anything this offseason to address wide receiver, uh, tells me that, that that's, what they're, that's where they're going in this draft. They have to. They have no choice. Uh, and if they're going to go there, you might as well go there with the best people. Um, now, none of those three guys are going to get down to 21, so the Eagles are going to have to make a trade to go up and get them. Uh, but Howie Roseman has, has liked to do that. I mean, he, he's a trade-up kind of guy. I mean, in the last five years, they've traded up three times. Uh, so you take their propensity to move up and the obvious need that they have at that position and combine it with the quality that you have at that position, uh, to me, that all those indicators are that I think the Eagles are going to make a trade and go up and get one of those three guys. Uh, I don't know who they like the best, but I like Ruggs. Oh, it should be very interesting if we're, when we're getting closer. We're only a little over a day away. Ray, the last question I have for you uh, doesn't necessarily deal with the Eagles. It deals with the, the local prospects uh, that are going to try to get drafted uh, over the next few days later this week. Uh, in terms of local kids, whether they, they played at a local school like Temple or Penn State or Villanova even, or a, a, a local kid that, that grew up here but went elsewhere, uh, which of the local prospects do you like uh, for getting drafted this week? Well, um, I think that um, Matt Hennessy, the, cent- the center from Temple, is a, is a really good player. Uh, and I, even though teams don't draft centers high normally, uh, I think that he's good enough that he's uh, that he's probably going to get drafted. I, I don't think probably the first round, uh, but I think he'll probably get drafted uh, on day two, maybe maybe as early as the second round, which is pretty good. And I, you know, and I think he's going to go to the NFL and uh, and have a really good career. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a is a local kid. Uh, went to the University of Georgia, but he's from Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, I mean, he could even be a first round pick. I mean, the, the NFL doesn't generally draft running backs high, and they very often don't draft running backs in the first round. The history of the draft shows you that uh, teams generally look for their running backs in round two, round three, because there's usually a lot of good ones there. And you look at the Eagles' own history there. I mean, Miles Sanders was a second-round pick. Shady McCoy was a second-round pick. Uh, Brian Westbrook was a third-round pick. Wilbert Montgomery was a sixth-round pick. So you don't have to go for a running back in the first round. In fact, most teams don't. But DeAndre Swift, if if there is a running back taken in the first round, uh, it's very likely going to be him. Uh, and he's on the smaller side. He's he's only like five eight and a half, two hundred and ten pounds. But he's uh, but boy, he's really a good runner. Uh, I I have him graded as the number one back in the draft, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's the top draft to come off the board. Ray, uh, thank you so much for previewing the draft. We're going to talk to you Friday morning to recap everything. Really appreciate it and look forward to chatting with you on Friday. Always a pleasure, David. I'll talk to you then. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 